The Coffee People podcast is presented by Rostar Coffee Packaging. Rostar is the digital printing company that makes custom printed packaging for coffee products. They create packaging that make even small roasters look like a really big deal. At Rostar.com, you'll find out about their fast turnaround time, high quality product, and low printing minimums. It's what separates them from the rest of the industry. Rostar will quickly become your favorite source for custom American-made product packaging. They work with small, mid, and large coffee roasters. So if you're ready to upgrade your coffee packaging, go to Rostar.com to learn more and connect with the team. Link in this podcast's show notes. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Coffee People podcast for a very special pop-in episode with the team behind Dean's Coffee, a pop-up iced coffee stand that has been serving strikers at the various Writers Guild Association picket lines throughout Hollywood and LA at large. I'm Ryan Wolt, and this is the show where I bring you the inspiring and entrepreneurial stories of coffee people. In part, thanks to our presenting sponsor, Rostar, the premier coffee packaging and printing company. If you're roasting coffee and you want to put your beans into a good-looking package or tin, really good-looking, check out Roastar.com. And if you're just here for the podcast, Dean's Coffee is the brainchild of Andrea Alba Van Buren and Olivier Alert. They've been showing up to caffeinate the striking TV, film, and comedy writers of the WGA, who've been on strike since May 1st. I recommend wherever you are, you make sure that you have a full cup of coffee. You're going to need it as we race through this very special pop-in, pop-up episode of the Coffee People podcast featuring Dean's Coffee. And I'm really excited that you're here, but before we get started with this kind of pop-in with Dean's Coffee on Coffee People podcast... If you could please introduce yourself so the audience can hear your voices and kind of identify who is who. So I'm Andrea. I, before Dean's Coffee came around, I was working as a writer's PA in a writer's room back in January. And um, after that job ended, I had a trip and then I was basically unemployed ever since. Um, It was really difficult to find any writer's room jobs back then, just because of the nature of what's happening right now with writers, but also because since the strike was you know, kind of looming over everything there, the studios were not starting any writer's room. So I was very much unemployed when Dean's Coffee was born. My name is Olivier. Um, I work as a a non-union production coordinator. Um, I usually do award shows and reality TV. So right up to basically when a strike started, I was doing that and then took a hiatus, as you can see. Uh, to help her out with the company. Very cool. And you both mentioned, Andrea, you were working in a writer's room, you were working in in television. The people listening to this show may not know what's going on. The Writers Guild strike in in Hollywood. Could you just do a quick, what is this strike? What is the strike? Why is it happening? And I don't need you to get into all the details and politics of it, but just who is striking and why is it affecting you now? Of course. Um, So right now, the WGA is striking. This is the union for writers um, in Hollywood and basically all of the country. There's an East and a West branch. 
Um, there's writers, there's not only writers in television, there's obviously feature writers and talk show writers and award show writers. So every writer is under that union. They had, um, their contract is up, was up in May with the studios, the AMPTP, which is the, the whole group of all the studios that work here in Hollywood. And they went into negotiations and the writers had a lot of demands that are there to ensure that the, the writer as a career and as a job will remain a job rather than just like it becoming a gig, which is what the studios want. Um, the negotiations fall through and now their writers are have been on strike since um, May 1st, mm-hmm. um, I believe. And we're, they're all striking to preserve the career of the writer in Hollywood. Obviously, there's a lot of demands and nuances to what is being requested and what is being denied, but that's not this is not the space for that. But there's a lot of information on Twitter and on the, you know, the WGA website as well. And I'm going to share some links on our newsletter and our website to some of that information and to your Twitter feed um, so people can learn that on their own if they want to. Essentially, what I'm hearing, just to kind of re- relay it back, is that the WGA, the Writers Guild, is striking. And because of their strike, you neither of you are working currently in that field, either by choice or in solidarity. And there's a whole group of people, actors and all kinds of people who've been supporting this organization, which brings me to what you are doing now with Dean's Coffee, uh, which is a coffee pop-up that has been going around and providing coffee to people on the picket lines. That's my understanding. Is that right? What inspired this pop-up and you know, how did you get started? That is correct. Um, Dean's Coffee is very much a pop-up. We do it out of my car's trunk and we have a table set up to just kind of like like receive customers. And every day we go to a different picket line um, and we just serve iced coffee at the picket lines, nowhere else. The, the way that this came up was we were both very uh, unemployed at the time. I was looking, I was applying for jobs outside of the industry because um, like you mentioned, because of the strike, there's no productions going on and there's no writer's rooms. So it's very hard to find a job right now. And I wasn't hearing back from any of these jobs. So I was going through it mentally, emotionally, you know, I was feeling very financially insecure as well. And a lot of things happened for me to have this idea. But basically, you know, first of all, writers love coffee. I was a writer's PA and I had to get coffee for the writers every single day. So I had, I was able to witness firsthand, you know, how much they like it and how useful it is for them. There was a lot of hot coffee that was going unused at the picket lines. And my thought was like, oh, well, because writers love iced coffee more. And then I had a friend at a picket line. He left to go get coffee. And then because he had to physically leave to go get coffee, he unfortunately got pulled over by a cop because he did an illegal U-turn. And I felt so bad that that happened just because he had to go get coffee because there's no coffee that he wanted at the picket line. So then one day we were like talking and I just randomly said, Uh, wouldn't it be cool if someone sold iced coffee at the picket lines? And then Olivia heard that and he told me that's a genius idea. And so he started to look into it and um, he came home the next day with an espresso machine that he had. (laughs) And so he started to look into it. We started testing, seeing if we could make the drinks and stuff. And then when it seemed like it was a doable thing and it would not necessarily break the bank, if we made enough money to just pay what we had spent, we were like, well, let's give it a shot. Just a little project to see how it panned out. And we started and it took off really quickly. And we have been doing that ever since. Did either of you work in coffee at some point before this? Or was this true? Like, this is all new to you as well? No, no coffee experience at all. This is all new to us. 
we liked coffee, but I don't have any barista experience from before. I have been like learning on this. And uh, I just, I like to say that I'm a fast learner. I just kind of like jump into research, jump into experimenting, practicing. And it'll, it took me maybe two days to kind of like learn the recipes. Um, and now I can do all the drinks on the go without thinking too much about it. Wow, that is that is fast and impressive. Thank you. I love the idea of this because I can see an entrepreneurial hustle in it. Like you saw a need, you have your own need. Uh, you're living in Southern California. It's not exactly the cheapest place to live. I live in Southern California. My brother and I were just talking yesterday about how housing uh, occupies a little bit of our day every single day. We think about the future of our housing situation. So I'm I'm very impressed that you were able to pull this together so quickly. What is the vibe like at your pop-up when you show up at a picket line? How have people been receiving you? You know, what has the experience been like for you? So basically every time we show up to a picket and we never get tired of this phrase, but they always say, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here. Just that alone helps us get through the morning because we start early. We start at, uh, we'll get to any location at like between maybe 7 a.m., 8 a.m., like well before the picketers come. So getting that warm reception every day when we go to give out coffee, um, it really helps us. And people love her drinks. They always stop by. They don't have to stop by, but they always stop by and say, oh my God, this was so delicious. Thank you so much. <laughs> or they'll ask for another coffee drink. Um, I mean, they should check their caffeine level, but you know, <laughs> no, one, no one here is judging. Um, but yeah, it, the reception has just been so surprisingly, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know, I can't put it into words. It's, it's just so nice to see people welcome us and not think that we're trying to, you know, get something out of them. Sure. Well, I saw that you were doing iced coffee drinks, uh, $4. And then I noticed more recently you were having people sponsor a day or sponsor a picket line event. What is, what is that about? I noticed, I mean, some relatively well-known actresses like Eva on Longoria supported it one day. That's That's correct. So how did that come about the sponsorship and what does that mean? Is that just like other people buying coffee for the picketers or is there something more to it than that? Well, before we started, I think we did kind of like think like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if it became big enough that someone would want to like just pay for coffees for people. But we didn't like started like thinking like, oh, that's the plan. That's the business plan. It was just like, that would be nice. But the first day that we started it, I posted it on my personal social media. I started the official Twitter and Instagram account of the business. And um, my boss from Gotham Knights, which is the show that I was doing before this, he saw it and he texted me and he said, I would like to buy 100 coffees. So because he said, I know how hard it is to start a business. And so he just wanted to support me and just he wanted to just spend most of money so that I, we could just give the coffee for free. And um, I was obviously very touched and very emotional about it and was so grateful to him. And he did that immediately. That was within the first hour of first our starting. Hour, yeah. um, so then he did that and we were able to give it away for free. But then because that happened, I felt a little bit more comfortable now saying, you know, posting and saying like, oh, if you want to sponsor like, uh, some coffees, like that would be great. That's never like a must for us. Like we will show up and sell coffee on our own if there's no sponsorship. But, you know, we started to kind of promote that idea because we started to see people interested in it. And basically what people do is, we just charge for the coffees. You just basically pay for X amount of coffees. 
there's no other fees really. We don't charge for labor or anything because um, as much as we're doing this for our own sustainability, we're also doing it um, to help writers. So we're not here to like make ourselves millionaires doing this. We just want to be able to support the writers while also helping us out, pay rent and you know pay bills and all that stuff. So we just people just wait for the coffees and then we show up and give away free coffee. And if we run out of the free coffees, then we start to sell the coffees for dollars each. Which people are happy to purchase. Very cool. Uh, who is Dean? <laughs> so Dean, Dean was my pet hedgehog. <laughs> when we were deciding the name of the business and uh, I, I, I was making the logo and I was like, I want the logo to have a mascot. Like it has to have a concept. And um, I obviously, I had, Dean was my pet hedgehog. I have a photo of him on my desk. Um, and I have a bunch of hedgehog things because of him. So I just looked at him and I thought it would, it would be cute to have a hedgehog as a mascot because I don't feel like you see that often. So I brought it up to him and I told him, what if um, a hedgehog is the mascot and we just call it Dean's Coffee in honor mm-hmm. of my pet hedgehog. And he was on board right away. So that's where the name and the logo comes from. And so now hedgehog is the mascot of the entire company. <laughs> Besides social media, is there any other way people are engaging with you? How can people listening to this find out more, find out where you are or support you, reach out to you? What's the best way for people to do that? Uh, definitely our Twitter account and our Instagram account are the best ways. And then you can also find my personal Twitter link on those two places. We are Dean's underscore coffee on Twitter and on Instagram, we are Dean's coffee underscore official on Instagram. And then um, there's a bunch of links there. There's information about the sponsorships. Um, The best way for people to support us is, you know, following us and spreading the word is great just for people to be aware about us and just we have a wider reach. And then if they have the means and they feel inclined to, they can definitely reach out to us about sponsoring a few coffees. Um, you know, our minimum is just 50 coffees, which is $200. If they want to just give a little bit, like we can arrange for that. We can discuss it. That's just, just, that's just the minimum for us to show up to a specific ticket. But if they just want to be like, I have had someone come over and be like, I'm going to send you $100 for, to like give away some free coffees right now. And we'll, we'll, we'll welcome that. And so they will send the money. And then we tell people we have some free coffees to give away right now. So come get one. So those are some of the ways to support us. Um, just following us. But right now, especially because I feel like right now is more about awareness because so many people are so nice and so generous with their sponsorships. Uh, We are blown away by it every single day, every time we have someone reach out to us to sponsor coffee. You mentioned the picket line. You're you're not in the same place every day. So how do you decide where you're going? Is that part of that deal? Or, and how do I find out? I want to ice coffee this morning and support this, this endeavor. How do I find out where to go? So every Sunday, uh, we post a schedule. And so it will say where we're going to be each day. We also post the morning off so that people are reminded that where we are at. Um, the way that we decide that when we started, we, we just see what special pickets were going on at the studios. And we would be like, oh, this picket looks interesting. Or we like the theme of the picket. So we would show up to that one. Now um, we have we have, we have so much so many sponsorships that now people will sponsor for a specific picket. So that's how we decide where we go. So like, for example, next week, I think we are almost fully sponsored the, the, the whole week. So they have already basically made the choice for us because people will say it's usually WGA captains, WGA coordinators, or for example, when Eva's company was sponsoring, they told us we want to sponsor coffees for the Selena picket. So then they tell us where to go and we show up. And if we don't have any sponsorship, we just look at the list and we make a decision on where we want to go. 
definitely on Instagram, I will pin the schedule to my Instagram page. And then on Twitter, every Sunday I post it. And then we just remind people every morning. What happens if the strike ends tomorrow? Then what? Do we still do Dean's Coffee? Do we go back to work somewhere else? What's the plan? We definitely talked about this a few Mm -hmm. times. Like, if it ends tomorrow, I know a few people have already reached out saying, oh, when we get back to, you know, our regular jobs at the studios, like, we would love to have you guys come over and do, like, a wrap gift after our show ends or stuff like that. So there's still interest in us. Um, We haven't really come up with a solid, you know, plan for (laughs) Dean's Coffee after, but we, we have started a conversation. I'm assuming, and I'll just ex- expand that a little bit further, that you had other career plans. You were pursuing a career in Absolutely. writing and in television and, and film, whatever you're doing. So I assume that oh, just over six weeks that hasn't gone away. So there has to be some conflicting emotion about about what you're doing now. Uh, 100%. I want to be a writer and I very much still want to be a writer and go back to a writer's room. So for me, I love what we're doing right now. But for me, at least right in the, at this moment, like if this, the strike ends tomorrow, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going back to being in a writer's room and stuff. But Dean's Coffee doesn't mean that Dean's Coffee ends. It would like, I think it would still remain alive even as a side hustle thing or like an event mm-hmm. um, thing that we can do during the weekends or every once in a while if we we have talked about the fact that, oh, you know, projects end, like shows end. So then if we find ourselves unemployed at the same time, then that can be like <laughs> a moment to be like, okay, let's do Dean's Coffee while we find the next job kind of thing. Whether or not Dean's Coffee gets, because I feel like right now Dean's Coffee is doing great at the picket lines. I don't know that that translates to real life success after the strike ends. <laughs> I'm imagining some sort of like, like a hedgehog light that gets shined in the sky when you're both unemployed. So, you know, <laughs> we're going oh, back to Dean's. Another, I'm part of the IATSE <laughs> um, union. So if definitely next year, if there's an IATSE strike, we're like, Dean's coffee's coming out that. like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when this is all over and you have time for yourself, you go out, you buy a cup of coffee for yourself at a local coffee shop. What do you order? I am a chocolate girl, so every time I go to a coffee shop, I always order some kind of mocha, whatever chocolate drink they have to offer coffee-wise, that's my go-to. For myself, it would have to be a cold brew, just black cold brew, or an iced matcha latte with oat milk. Both good choices, especially for the summer. Yes. Forgetting about coffee for a second and thinking about your, your future careers, if you could say when this strike is over, I get my dream job. What was it that you were working towards? Um, well, I was a writer's PA. So I was, I was, that was my first writer's room. So that was already for me a little bit like living the dream. Even the writer's PA is not the, very, the most glamorous job, but just being in the room felt really great. Um, my next step was I just wanted to be a writer's assistant and just to kind of like, you know, I'm all for like paying my dues and climbing the ladder. You know, if I got staffed tomorrow, I would also be happy about that. But I'm more than happy to do my assistant days because there's so much to learn just from those positions and just being able to witness the magic that happens in a writer's room. Um, Long term, I do. I would like to be a showrunner someday, you know, make my own shows, um, bring all those stories to life. What about you? For myself, I always wanted to be a line producer. So I've been trying to work towards that um, by hopping off different shows and going into like reality television or like award shows or maybe one day scripted 
So yeah, I, I would really like to line produce one day. And I feel like gradually climbing that ladder, um, getting a lot of life experience as we go on to. And yeah, and just, I'm just, I'm happy where I'm at right now. I'm happy with Dean's coffee. But when we get back to our regular lives eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later, yeah, I'll just keep working towards that. I hope uh, sooner for you as well. Six weeks already feels like a really long time for a strike to me. It's, it feels like the pressure is building. We got to get something done. Yes. Yeah. What did I miss today? Is there anything that you wanted people out there to know about Dean's Coffee or about yourselves or anything else that we should uh, share? Uh, you didn't miss anything. You were absolutely wonderful. <laughs> but I wanted to take the opportunity just to feature. Um, we're not the only people doing something nice for picketers. Um, there's other people having, doing a lot of efforts out there to help. And I just wanted to highlight a couple of them because there's a, uh, someone called Yes Morse and she has a pizza fund. So people that have the means, they send her money and she uses that money to buy pizzas for the picketers. And that has been the launch of many picketers at many picket lines. We have seen it first firsthand. So if anyone wanted to like help her out with that or volunteer to take pizzas to the picket lines, her Twitter is Chess Morse. And then there's someone else called Joelle Garfinkel and she runs the Green Envelope Grocery Aid, which they give away um, grocery gift cards to writers and support staff in need. They have given away so many gift cards already. So that's something, that's another initiative that's going on. These um, writers and support staff are taking, you know, so much time out of their day and so much effort, but just to help all others. So Joelle's Twitter is Miss Joelle Garf, if anyone wants to check her out. And so those are two initiatives that people could support as well as ours. By the way, we don't benefit from any of those things, but those are people that we also see on the picket lines helping out and it's been so gratifying to see everyone kind of come together and like the brighter community just help each other out, including people who are not even on strike, like the support staff and all the IATC members and all the SAG-AFTRA and DGA members who are out there in solidarity with the writers. Well, I commend you for taking on the challenge and for getting it together so fast. Uh, as someone who's worked in a lot of startups and a lot of businesses, it always takes way longer than you think. And you guys just said, nope, we're doing it. We're starting. <laughs> I'm going to get an espresso machine. We're starting tomorrow. Uh, congratulations to you both. Thank you for taking the time to be on this show. And uh, I'm, I'm going to share all those links and, and we'll see how we can support as best as we can. That's so sweet. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having Thank us Thank you, over. Ryan. It's been very fun. Okay, to recap, Dean is a hedgehog. And I love the pop-in. I pop into people's homes all the time for a surprise visit. Generally people I know. But as long as I show up with a coffee or a six-pack, I'm often welcomed with open arms. Olivier and Andrea faced a big question. What do we do now? The WGA strike has been impacting Hollywood's expansive employment base well beyond just the writers. Having experienced the demand for iced coffee in the writers' room firsthand, Andrea pitched an idea to Olivier, and Dean's coffee was off to the races. I really appreciate the entrepreneurial hustle this duo is putting forth with this coffee effort. They had a need, they saw a need, and within days, they were filling it. I, for one, hope that Dean's Coffee survives beyond this current moment, even when the founders become blind producers and showrunners. The most important takeaway from the episode is that the writers love Dean's Coffee, and there's a real sense of community on the picket line. Dean's Coffee and the added efforts of other local pop-ups and outsiders sending their love and support have sustained, not to mention caffeinated, the picketers. If you're interested in sponsoring some coffees for a morning picket line, 
you can reach out to Dean's Coffee directly on Twitter, where they are Dean's underscore coffee, or on Instagram, where they are Dean's Coffee underscore official. Or just click the links in this podcast's show notes that we've also shared on roastwestcoast.com. Andrea sent me the links for Jess Morse's Pizza Fund and Joelle Garfinkel's Green Envelope Grocery Aid effort to support the writers in need who are currently out of work. You'll find those links on roastwestcoast.com as well. Thank you for everyone listening and popping into the show today. All that info will be shared on the aforementioned roastwestcoast.com, along with a link to the WGA website to learn why the writers are on strike. Thank you to everyone listening, supporting this show, and for supporting writers generally. Speaking of support, this podcast has industry partners who include Roastar, a coffee packaging and printing company, Coffee Cycle Roasting, Ignite Coffee Company, Marea Coffee, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Ascend Coffee Roasters, Moster Coffee Company, Steady State Coffee Roasting, I was just there this morning, San Franciscan Roaster Company, Crossings Coffee, Ascento Coffee Roasters, Camp Coffee Company, Civets Coffee Roasters, Hasea Coffee Source, and First Light Coffee Whiskey. Connect with all of those great partners on the front page of RoastWestCoast.com. Coffee People, the podcast, will be back in just a few days with a really great interview with Coffee Roaster and the co-founder of Drink Coffee, Do Stuff, Nick Viscotti. This Coffee People podcast, and this episode in particular, is part of the Roast West Coast Coffee Network and is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this episode has found you happy, healthy, and with at least a thread of sanity left, enabling you to make it through the day. Always tip your baristas, and be sure to drink good coffee. Hello all you coffee drinkers out there. If you are in the early stages of your coffee journey, we want to support you. Season 2 of the Coffee Smarter Education Podcast is now underway. The first episode on Blade vs. Burr Grinders is already out. If you want to brew a better cup of coffee at home, search for Coffee Smarter on your favorite podcasting platform and hit the follow or subscribe button. Or just go to roastwestcoast.com and sign up for the newsletter, and we'll send it to your email every single week. Thanks for being awesome and drinking coffee smarter.